What's up, guys? Welcome to Demo with Mo. I'm your host, Monique Simmons. We'll be discussing dating, engaged, and married objectives from a young Christian's perspective. Are you guys ready? Let's dive in. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to a new episode of Demo with Mo. I am your host, Monique Simmons. All right, guys, I am officially 34 years old, and it feels doggone good. I know some people are afraid of getting older. They don't like to talk about their age, all of those things, and I totally understand if that's your thing. I get it, but I am embracing getting older, and it feels good. I just celebrated my birthday last week, and... I'm excited. I'm excited about this new chapter in my life. I am grateful for all that God has done, all that he is doing, and all that he will continue to do. My heart is full. My heart is full. I will be continuing to celebrate the rest of this month. For those of you who follow me on Facebook at Demo with Mo, you know that I am currently doing a self-care birthday challenge each day for the whole month of November. I am doing something for myself, intentionally, purposefully doing something for myself each day for the whole month of November. And it has been a beautiful experience. It truly has. And I hope you guys who have been following this journey, I hope that it encourages and inspires you to do something for yourself as well. And you don't only have to do it for your birthday. You don't only have to do it for a month. I encourage that you begin to make this something that you do for yourself consistently. Self-care is important. It's important that you take care of yourself and prioritize yourself because you, my friend, you are important. You cannot pour from an empty cup. When you take care of you, you become the best version of you. And when you become the best version of you, you show up to the rest of your life, to the rest of your relationships as the best version of you there. So everyone benefits. Also, don't forget, as we celebrate my birthday the rest of this month, I do want to remind you those ways that you can join in on the celebration. We will be doing a giveaway at the end of November. The way to participate in those giveaways, you have three options. You can leave a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. Screenshot that. Create a post on Instagram or Facebook. Tag me in that post. You will be entered. You can leave a review on the website, demowithmo.com. You can be entered in that way. And last but not least, join our private group on Facebook, Dating, Engaged, and Married Objectives. Send me a direct message. Let me know you heard it here on the podcast, and you can be entered in that way as well. And you can do all three. If you do more than one, you can be entered into that giveaway more than once. All right, guys. So now that the business is out of the way, I won't hold you up any longer. Let's go ahead and dive into today's episode.
to celebrate my birthday, I usually celebrate with my girlfriends, with my closest friends. I usually celebrate with family and friends. We usually have like a dinner or get together, small party. I celebrate with my husband and my children as a family, as our small nuclear family. I usually just do something with my husband and I, and I do something with myself. No certain order, no certain way. This is just something spread out throughout the month, usually ways of celebrating my birthday. And that's just so that those close, personal, intimate relationships are very important with me. And that's my way of intentionally doing something with each of those people in a smaller, personal, intimate way. So... My husband and I just celebrated my birthday. He took me to my favorite city. And that favorite city of mine, if you're not following me on social media to know this, is New Orleans. I absolutely love New Orleans. I'm talking about I love New Orleans. I love everything about it. I love the culture. I love the food. I love the people. I love the music. I love the atmosphere. I just love it. I love it. I love it. If you don't understand by that statement how much I love it, I do, I do, I do. It is some of the best food I've ever had in my life. You literally can go to New Orleans and eat all types of food in this one city. You can have everything. You can have, okay, I digress. But if you've never been to New Orleans, Louisiana, I encourage you to go at least once. You have to. You have to go at least once. I won't tell you how many times I've been in New Orleans. Just know it's a lot. (laughs) But my husband and I, we went there to celebrate my birthday together. Just he and I. And we had an amazing time. An amazing time is honestly an understatement. We had a blast. We ate amazing food. We went on Frenchman Street and heard amazing music, live bands. We danced, we drank, we met beautiful people. It was just a beautiful time. We had a great, great time. But even with that beautiful, great time celebrating my birthday with my husband, whom I love, we had some bumps in the road. And if you know me, if you're following me on social media, if you've been rocking with the podcast for a while, you know that I am a very transparent person. I like to say that I'm an open book. But even with me being transparent and being an open book, I don't ever want anyone to hear that and think, oh, Monique tells all of her business. There's no secret. She shares everything. There's no boundaries. No, I don't ever want you to take that and think that's what that is. I would never. That's not who I am as a person. If I am very mindful of the things that I share. There are a lot of things that go on behind the scenes before I share anything. I pray about things that I share. I talk to God before I share anything. I talk to my husband before I share anything. He has to be in agreement when it comes to me sharing anything. And that's not even just on the podcast and this platform, but that's even in other relationships or in a private group on Facebook or 
on my social media platforms or anywhere in, in with our family, whomever, it's a lot of things that go on before. So even though I'm transparent and I consider myself to be an open book, there are some boundaries in place. There are certain things that I share and certain things that I do not share. And the second thing about that is I don't ever want you guys who are listening to this. I don't ever want you to feel like because I am a very transparent person and I may be an open book. I don't ever want it to come across or I don't ever want to make you feel like that's the way that you should be. God has created me to be this person. This is just who he has created me to be. Me, Monique. Each one of us are different. He has created us as unique individuals. That is who he has called me to be. Sometimes that's not even what I always want to do. Sometimes God calls me to share things that I may not even always want to share, but that's what he's given me to share. So I don't ever want anyone to listen to this podcast, to hear these things or see what I share on social media, on my platforms or any of that and feel like that is who you need to be. That is what you need to do. I want you to be who God has created you to be. I want you to do what it is that God has called you to do. Okay, so now that those disclaimers are out of the way, we had an amazing time in New Orleans, but even with that amazing time, there were some bumps in a row, but we worked through those bumps in a row. But this platform and this podcast was started for those of you who have been rocking with me and those of you who have listened to the podcast a few weeks ago on Ask Mo Anything, you know that this podcast was started to help those who may be in a place where my husband and I was when we first started dating and got married and had no idea what we were doing and needed the resources and the tools to really figure this thing out. Because something I know, there are a lot of people who are really out here trying They're trying to make their relationship work. They are trying to make their marriage work. They are seeming to bump heads. They're seeming to have this merry-go-round of the same conversation, the same argument, the same discussion, and they just cannot get on one accord. Been there, done that, still be there doing it sometimes. So I just want to encourage you. So one of the things that happened for my husband and I this weekend, and my husband and I talked about this even before recording this, and he thought it would be a beautiful thing or a good idea to share with you guys. And I agreed. So one day um, we were heading out to go to a restaurant. And as we get to the restaurant, we were waiting for our table and we were standing out in front of the restaurant um, with some other people waiting for our table. I reached in to give my husband a hug. And just for some context and for a little background, For some of you, this may be your first podcast episode with me. And I don't want you to hear this and wonder, oh, why did he do that? Or what happened? I love to give context. I want you to know kind of the background and how we were raised and where did we come from and kind of set the scene of why this could have happened. Neither my husband and I came from affectionate households. We were not hugged. We were not embraced. We were not kissed. We were not talked to affectionately. That's just not the type of households we came from. You know, our families, they worked hard. They tried to make a living, put food on the table, keep the lights on, provide for us. And that's 
that's the type of household we were raised in. So it was none of that emotional, mushy, affectionate things that we're now trying to raise our children in. It's just, that's just, and no knocks to our parents, no knocks to them at all, but that's just not the home environment that we grew up in. Neither one of us. So none of those things came natural to us. We intentionally have to put the work in to do that. I do it more. And that's because I purposefully, intentionally put the work in to do that because I never wanted my children to feel the way that I feel. I never wanted them to experience that. My kids think I'm too mushy. They say I hug too much and I tell them I love them too much, but that's okay. I would rather them say that I did it too much than them to say they don't even know what that feels like or they wish I would have done that. So I am perfectly fine with that. But that was not our experience growing up. So that just gives you a little context and it's going to set the scene for what's about to happen. So we are standing in front of the restaurant and it is cold and I turn around to embrace my husband. We're standing face to face in this cold weather it's very windy so I go in to embrace him just to warm up a little bit and as I go in to embrace my husband he immediately says no uh-uh and I don't even remember the words that followed that but my body immediately shuts down because I feel the rejection and I don't know if you've ever been rejected which I'm sure some of you who are listening has, but it was as if everybody in the whole city of New Orleans was looking at me and they saw my husband reject me. Even though you guys, nobody was looking at me. (laughs) Nobody was looking at me, nobody. But that's the way that rejection felt in that moment as if everyone was watching me and saw my husband reject me and turned me down for a hug and an embrace. I didn't say anything. I completely shut down. My whole facial expression changed because I was so happy. Like we were having a great time. I was so happy. I was smiling in a great mood. We had been talking to the people on the street that we were meeting, that we were waiting in line with. We were just having a great time and my whole demeanor changed, but I didn't say anything because I felt rejected and I just completely shut down. So I turn around and turn my back towards my husband. And before I could even really put my, begin to put my thoughts together, my husband's response to me was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And I want to encourage you guys who are listening to this. If you are the partner or spouse who may be the one who is not used to being an affectionate one. You maybe then grow up with that. You're uncomfortable with that. You don't know how to do that. I want you to take a note from what my husband said. And I encourage you to try this. I really I really encourage you to try this. And I'm not going to tell you that this is going to be easy because my husband and I have been married 12 years. And this is the first time in our 12 years of marriage, that he has ever said this to me, the way that he said this to me. So I want to encourage you because, and and the spouse who may feel, who may feel rejected, 
from having a partner or a spouse who does not show affection or PDA, public displays of affection. And that's maybe something that you want. You may want the hugs, the embrace, the holding of the hands, the kisses, those things. That's something that you desire. That's something you want. You see other couples and other people in relationships do these things. And it's something that you truly desire and something that you truly want. But maybe your partner, and this could go either way. This could be man or woman, because I was not always this way. I used to be the same way that my husband is. So I don't want you to think this is something that was one-sided. This was both of us. I just began to change because I wanted my children to have something different and I wanted something different. I don't even want to just say that this was just because my children or solely because of my children. That was the spark. My babies were the spark, but I wanted this for myself as well. This is something that I desired as well. Okay. So as I turn around and before I could even begin to get my thoughts together, my husband says to me, He says, I'm so sorry. I immediately rejected you, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted to embrace you. Did y'all hear that? Tell your volume up. (laughs) Tell your volume up. I'm going to tell you one more time. He said, I am sorry. I am so sorry. I immediately rejected you, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted to embrace you. My husband wanted the same exact thing that I wanted. Your partner may want the same exact thing that you want, but they may not know how to give it to you. They may not know how to show you. Their body may react to something or have a reflex to something that they didn't even want in their heart or in their mind. Their body just reacted to it. My husband was so used to not having affection, so used to not being shown love when some, somebody is trying to give him affection and trying to show him love, he didn't know how to receive it. So his body naturally rejected it. That was the most beautiful thing he could have said to me. And what I could have did, I could have been justified by rejecting his response. I should just make him feel the way that he made me feel. He made me feel rejected, so I should reject him. That's not what I did, because I want you to remember, what is it that you desired? What is your goal? My desire was I wanted to embrace my husband, and I wanted my husband to embrace me. My goal is to have that intimacy and that closeness with my husband. So why would I reject him? Why would I make him feel the rejection that he made me feel? So no, my response was I turned around and I embraced my husband. And that set the tone for the rest of the day. My husband followed up that conversation after I embraced him and he embraced me. He said, that's not what I wanted. My body naturally did it because I didn't know how to receive that love from you. I didn't grow up with that, so I didn't know how to receive that. And that's not just my husband. That's not just me. That's not just you, and that's not just your partner. That is a lot of us. And I encourage you to begin to really do the work, to really begin to dig deep and figure out those parts of you 
to really open yourself up and be vulnerable with your partner. That vulnerability, I know that took a lot for my husband to say that to me because some people you wouldn't be able to say that to. You wouldn't be able to share that part of you to say that to someone, to say, I don't know how to do that, to say, I really want to embrace you, to say, I rejected you because that's vulnerability. That's opening myself up for a chance to be hurt because I could have easily rejected him when he said it I could have easily shut that down criticized him I could have easily done that but I did because my desire was to embrace my husband my goal was to have intimacy with my husband so that moment sets the tone for the rest of the day you know we had a beautiful time we had a beautiful time words wouldn't give that trip justice pictures wouldn't give that trip justice Something that could have went so wrong, so bad, turned into something so beautiful. So as we finished our trip to New Orleans, on our drive back home, we began to talk about our life and our marriage and our children and things we wanted to do differently and how we wanted to grow in our marriage and how we wanted to be more intentional and how we wanted to put more effort in and specific things we wanted to do. And how we wanted to create more intimacy and how we wanted to be more vulnerable and more honest about sharing how we felt and all of the things. And, you know, all of that came for that that one moment in front of that restaurant while waiting on the table when I got rejected. But it was made right by vulnerability and being open and honest. And me being a safe space for my husband to really share how he honestly felt. And do you know that took years for us to get there? So I encourage you. I encourage you. Really, truly begin to do the work. Do the self-work. I'm not talking about pointing out everything that's wrong with your partner. That's easy. That's easy. And I want to save you that heartache because my husband and I did that for a long time. We did that for years and it didn't work. It did not work. We could have saved ourselves a lot of heartache if we would have started off our marriage with doing the self-work. Do the self-work. Be honest in your relationship. Share those parts of you that you are afraid to share. Be vulnerable. I know vulnerability is scary because vulnerability is taking a chance of being hurt, sharing those parts of you that leaves room to be hurt. But there's a chance for you to really be seen, to really be known, to really be loved as well. (laughs) I hope my husband and I's intimate moment in front of that restaurant in New Orleans has encouraged you on this day. And I hope if you don't already have this with your partner, that you guys can begin to create these moments of intimacy together and this vulnerability and openness in your relationship or your marriage. And if you do, I hope that you guys can create an even deeper intimacy together as well. But remember, I love you, but God loves you so much more. I'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys.
I hope you guys have enjoyed. Follow me on Facebook at Demo with Mo. If you have any questions you would like answered here live on my podcast, email them to me at demo with mo at gmail.com. That's D-E-M-O-W-I-T-H-M-O at gmail.com.